Hi, friends. Rebecca here. I'm one of the co-hosts of this beautiful podcast. Listen, today's episode features an amazing conversation between Dr. Hope Zoller and myself about women supporting women in the workplace. There are so many hard truths and digestible and actionable takeaways in this episode. Hope and I crossed paths, actually, when I was working in corporate America, and I'm so glad to know this human. The work that she puts out there supporting and teaching leaders is so amazing and much needed. So let me tell you a little bit about Hope. Dr. Hope Zoller is founder and president of Hope, Helping Other People Excel, LLC, a firm that specializes in facilitating leader success at every level of an organization. For over 15 years of her professional career, Dr. Zoller worked at UPS in various roles, including customer service, training and development, and employee relations. For the past 17 years, she's been consulting with organizations on leadership development. Dr. Zoller is also a professor at Spalding University, instructing in the Master of Business Communication program. Now listen to this. She has a doctorate in leadership education and from Spalding University. She has a Master of Education in Training and Development from University of Louisville. And she's got a Bachelor of Arts in Communications in Psychology from Bellarmine University. It's amazing. Hope co-authored with Dr. Joe DeCenci, Hope for Leaders Unabridged Volume 1, and Hope for Leaders in the 2020s, New Issues to Face, New Problems to Solve, New Hope for the Future Volume 2. Cannot recommend those two books highly enough. They are both on my shelf, both signed by Dr. Hope. Yes. So run out and get them. If leadership is your gig, if you're if you're looking to have some resources available to really brush up on your leadership skills, this is where you're going to get it. So thank you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the She's Valiant podcast, where we talk about real women's issues, like taking the big leap in careers, starting a business, money, and choosing courageous actions when times get tough. We'll certainly discuss what business can and should look like as feminine leaders. At She's Valiant, we believe in elevating women in business and that women should be in all places where decisions are being made. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the She's Valiant podcast. I'm Rebecca Simmons. I am one half of the co-host team here at She's Valiant. Um, unfortunately, Jennifer's not going to be joining us today because she's actually focusing on some major priorities right now. So life is living for her. It's all good stuff. Um, she's just got a lot of things that are pulling her in a few different directions. So Jennifer hasn't gone anywhere. We are totally cheering her on and we will just kind of trudge through without her, but that's okay. Um, she is going to be right back here in the She's Valiant space, but this conversation here today was just going to be too good to put off. So let's get into it. I'm here with Dr. Hope Zoller and I just want to say welcome and thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I, it is a pure pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I was really excited to get to talk to you. You know, we've kind of kept in touch over time. Um, but I'd love for you to, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your journey. I would love to share that. And I, I'm still on the journey. Yeah. Well, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so up into this point. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's been an interesting, a very interesting career path. You know, I, I look back and I think, you know, how did I get here? Would I have ever thought that this is where I would end up? So many different, right. different opportunities along the way. And just, you know, in college and undergrad, I, I 
really started developing a love for communication and psychology and didn't know what the heck I was going to do with that. Um, and then, you know, through college, ended up getting a job at UPS and was in international customer service, knew I didn't want to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, kind of found this this space in, in training. And so, you know, ended up being 14 years out of college in, you know, corporate America, which I look back on that piece, as I said, and I couldn't be here with you today doing what I'm doing without having had, you know, that experience. But I truly found this love and passion for leadership. And, you know, I've always had a desire to teach. I, you know, I can remember when I was a small child, my favorite thing to do was lining up all my stuffed animals and my sister's stuffed animals and playing teacher. And so I would make them little tests and I would grade them. And my animals always got A's and my sister's animals always got B's. You know, my animals were, you know, smart animals. My sister was like, why are my animals always getting B's? I'm like, I don't know. Work with them. I don't know. Work with them. But, you know, it started, you know, just at this young age of just really wanting to, to help other people, not only help other people, but help other people be the best version of themselves. And, you know, I, I, I look back on that and it was through that time in corporate America that I had some amazing leaders, you know, men and women, mainly men that, you know, really encouraged me to say, just go for it. Even at yeah. times that I wasn't sure about, you know, my own ability to be able to go to graduate school and, you know, get a doctorate. That was never, ever, ever something that I wanted to do, but it was, you know, something that somebody encouraged me. And it's just, you know, it's having that circle of people that believe in you. And I look back on this now, and it was just like, all these signs were pointing to me ending up here. And I, I really believe that, you know, in this space where now I have, you know, my own leadership development firm and I work with just some amazing leaders, for-profit, non-profit, got to work with you, you know, you were yes. in my network <laughs> that I met. And it's just so interesting to hear other leaders' stories yeah. and, you know, the challenges they've had, the setbacks they've had, but with some hope, with some encouragement how people can get on a path to really to living what I say is their best life. And that's not your best life. That's not my best life, mm -hmm. but it's their best life. And, you know, I think there's so much pressure today to sometimes be things that other people think we should be. And, yeah. you know, I see that, especially in the leaders that I coach in corporate America, where it's, you know, you should be promoted. You should take this job. Right. You should do this. And it's a should, 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 should. Is that really what you want to do? And so, you know, I, I just I feel it's really such an honor and a privilege to be able to work with people to find out where is it they want to be? What is the space that they want to do? Um, and, you know, and helping them show up every day and be, again, the best leader that they can be the best version of themselves. And sometimes that means doing something else. You know, you just you just never know. And I, you know, I think that's one of the things in my life that I'm very proud that I said yes to a lot of things when internally I was screaming, I'm scared to death. No, mm -hmm. but it was because I had a lot of people around me that encouraged me and said, what's the worst thing that could happen to you if this doesn't work out? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, of course, then I'm going to generalize here. Sometimes as women, oh, we can come up with, we can, come oh, up we can catastrophize like pros. You know, my dad and my, my husband were just such strong, encouragers of, you know, you'll, you will be fine if, even if this fails. And, you know, I, mm -hmm. I love the Henry Ford quote that failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And I really believe that, but it's having faith in the failure. And that might sound odd, but it's just, you know, even when it doesn't work out and, and you and I both know, you know, and on our journeys, we've both had things yeah. that have failed, but it, and, you know, it's faith in yourself with that. And what can you create on the other side of that failure? Yeah. 
That is so good. There were a few things that I, I wrote down like little notes as you were talking because there are so many good nuggets just in you telling about your story. So going back to what you said, I want to highlight what you said. You talked about like every every job or, or everything that you've done has led you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a really important message as as I like one of the things that I'm discovering now that I think it's an important message for younger professionals to hear, mm-hmm. whether they'll fully receive it or not, who knows, but it might give some additional support or just a validation that, that your career, even like the first, like even college jobs, mm-hmm. you know, things that, it, you know, you know, or throwaway jobs, or you feel like at the time, you know, that are, are building blocks and foundational um, skills mm-hmm. that take you to where you eventually want to be or, or, you know, how you want to grow. And I think that's such an important thing to hear. It, yes. I, I really, I really believe that. And I don't think we can be encouraged enough. Right. Cause you know, right. that, that critic inside of our head, she can Oof. hold us back. Yeah. She, she can hold us back in a thousand different ways, but it's just, you know, it's again, it's that faith but I also believe it's the network, the people that you surround yourself with, because nobody gets where they are alone. Right. And it's, right. you know, how do you, how do you build your village? Cause it takes a village to raise all of us. You know, that we, we joke right. about it as a child, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise each one of us. I mean, you know, we weren't meant to all be here on a solo journey. And, you know, right. I think often sometimes in leadership, especially for women, it can seem like that. It can seem like we're alone in our struggles, you know, that yeah. we're, alone in the things that are happening to us. And we're often not encouraged to talk about it or we're afraid to talk about it because then that just makes us, you know, look very vulnerable and and like we're not strong enough to handle it. And, you know, how can we surround ourselves with people that can help make it better if they don't know what's going on on our journeys? Oh, yeah. I think being able to share our journeys with each other and be able to support to me is not a sign of weakness. It is the ultimate sign of strength strength ourselves and, and within our village underscore that. Yes, for sure. So you and I had a conversation recently that, you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, the podcast and different things, but, you know, talking about that, you know, the support piece, you know, of women and support and help. And, you know, we kind of talked about women supporting women and different things. And it gave me, there were some elements to it that I had to kind of sit with because my initial thought, and we talk a lot about this, mm-hmm. you know, Jennifer and I talk a lot about this as far as, you know, um, difficulties for women in corporate America or anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it happens in non-corporate spaces too, but, um, you know, the difficulties of, you know, women, it's almost like we speak a different language or, um, you know, it's just like we have different approaches to things and it's not always a safe space a lot of times. And, and so sometimes I get in this mindset of like, well, it's men. Like men create this toxic, the toxic masculinity. And yes, yes, yes. And, but there was something that you said that I would love to go into. Uh, Something you said about, well, but women sometimes aren't, oh, you know, we're we're not a hundred percent great all the time at Mm -hmm. supporting each other. It stung, Hope. It stung. So I just sit with it. I always try to sit with it. When something makes me feel, gives me a tug, I have to sit with it. 
<laughs> it does because, uh, you know, I hear so many people go, well, if we just had men, yeah. we'd be better at doing that. And, you know, I spent a lot of time working with an organization last year called Integrating Women Leaders. And they asked me to speak on allyship. And, you know, like you're talking about sitting with it, I I really had to sit with it because, you know, that the angle that they wanted to speak from was women being better allies for women. And I'm like, what? You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's not the problem. You know, right. it's men in the boardroom holding us back. I mean, you know, I know in my corporate America days, I was often the only woman. Yeah. That was in the meeting. So I was finding a seat at the table that was me having the voice, you know, feeling all of these things towards me when, you know, I had one of the best mentors ever and he was a man and, you know, he said, don't show up and have woman on your sleeve, you know, show up as one of us at the table, show up with the brilliant mind that you have, you know, he's like, because if you're leading with all of these insecurities, be it a woman or whatever it is, you know, if you're leading with that, that's what people are are going to see. So, you know, and, I, and I'm not a huge fan of that fake it till you make it type of situation, yeah. but it was just that those encouraging words. And so, you know, as I started sitting with it, I thought, what is even going to move us forward more? It's the other women in the room or not in the room, encouraging us to speak, mm. encouraging us to, to stand up for what we believe in. And, and instead of this, you know, and I experienced it, you may have experienced it as well. And, and Jennifer too is, you know, it just, there was the scarcity mentality, especially yeah. in my world where I was at the time of there were not that many positions at the top. Yeah. So if I help you, what does that mean for me? You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're better than me, does that mean that then I don't go any, you know, I don't go higher in my career because you're going to pass me up. And, you know, it was it, it was a struggle because I had several women managers that I felt really tried to hold me back. I mean, one to the point where I applied for a job. And of course, at the time, you had to have your manager's approval for the job. She brought me in and was questioning the things on my resume. And she started asking me to explain my experience with some of the things that I had listed on my resume. And so, you know, when we were done, she was like, well, I'll think about it. She's like, I just wasn't really sure you have actually done these things. Oh, wow. And, you know, I look back now and realize she didn't want me to go take this promotion. She didn't want me to, to move on and, and go. And, you know, that it just, that really hit me of like, what is this? Why are you not, why are you not challenging the integrity? Yeah. Yeah. Once, to help move you forward. And so, you know, and that's like one of so many examples. I'm finding it less in the world that I'm in right now because I go in as an external leadership development person and I am pro-man, pro-woman, but especially the women C-suite leaders that I work with. I really am encouraging them and encouraging them to do the best that they can for their teams and do, you know, so I'm getting to do more with it Kind of on the external side, then I definitely did experience it on the internal. But, you know, I had to realize, I'm like, yes, you know, do we sit in meetings and interrupt other women? We probably do. When there are men in the room, do we ask another woman to do what might be considered an administrative task? you got a whole room full of men that could do it too, but do we ask women to do it? Because yeah. we know, you know, when I, my friends joked when I asked them, I was like, do you do that? And they said, well, yeah, because we'll do it right. <laughs> <laughs> they go, especially when it comes to ordering lunch. But I mean, you know, we were, we were joking, mm. but you know, it's true. When you start looking at some of your own microaggressions that you have, 
do we really realize that some of those things, you know, do we help support other women when we're in a room and someone's being held back or someone is being, do we jump in and say, let her finish? Yeah. Let, let her have a voice. I mean, it's, it's one thing just to be aware. And, you know, I thought I was, you know, until I started diving into this research last year, I thought I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very active. Oh, I am active. I realize it's an issue and I'm trying to do it. But am I a true advocate, meaning that I'm out there and I'm seeing things and in the moment that I see them, I'm trying to educate someone on, are we aware of what's happening? And that's not only when, when this happens with men, but it's when it's happening with other women, you know, when we're sitting talking to each other Mm -hmm. and we're talking about another woman and, you know, it's, it's like judging that situation. It's like, we're not helping each other in those moments because when we're holding one of us back, we're holding all of us back. Mm. That is so uh, what you said about scarcity And, you know, when the the opportunities or we perceive that the opportunities and a lot of times, sometimes the opportunities are few, Mm -hmm. um, but when sometimes it's perceived because we only see one woman, Mm -hmm. you know, at the table and we think, well, there's only one spot available. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. not. But we get into that scarcity of like, well, it's between me and you, sister. It's going to be me. And, and then it then comes the tear down and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I also think about like queen bee syndrome. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's when, you know, usually there's one queen bee in the office or in the corporate structure and, you know, you've got to kiss the ring and she's going to be mm-hmm. the one who decides who comes up and who doesn't. So, yeah, that's interesting. It, it really is. And, you know, I, I know with my eight-year-old niece, Hazel, I mean, I've, I've, ta- I've had conversations with her about it because she's even experienced it in third grade. You know? And, oh, wow. you know, and I just, you know, we had this conversation last week and, you know, I just told her, I said, sweetheart, some people don't have it to give. And, you know, it was in regards to little girls. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a little boy. She's having no issues with the little boys. It, you know, and I, I told her, cause I did too, you know, I got bullied when I was a child and it was by other little girls. I mean, some by white, but I told her, I said, honey, some people just don't have it to give, but you do. So you keep showing up, you know, you keep putting it out there. You don't let, because one person has not done it for you or just doesn't have it, that that should stop you from doing it. You know, because it's, it's great for us as women now to, you know, be supporting other women and doing that. But at what point do you start changing the cycle of this? You know, right. and really helping make the turn. And, you know, I think we missed the mark because when I was doing this research on allyship, everything was like, how men can be allies for women? How men can be allies for women? And, you know, in, in the keynote that I did on this last year, I, there was 12, like 150 women in the room and 12 men. Mm-hmm. And I just said, men, do you want to know what you can do to help us? Encourage us to help and support each other. And, you know, I had like two guys that just started clapping and they're like, finally, you know, it's not all us and it's not. And I'm not saying that, that, that is all fixed itself either. And that there's not discrepancies. Right. There absolutely still is, but I truly believe the path to get there is by us starting with each other. Yeah. And helping us, you know, celebrate each other's accomplishments, tell each other when we've done a great job, tell each other when we look nice. You know, I mean, it's just sit with a friend and just listen, don't judge, you know, sometimes your opinion's not needed. I mean, it's just listening to where someone is coming from and what they're going through 
that is a great way to, to support other women and help move us forward. You know, I don't always need people to fix things. I just yes. need someone to listen with, without that judgment, because goodness knows hope's already doing that judgment to herself already. Yes. Yes. I love, I love a, so my coach taught me a tool um, called sister witness and, uh-huh. and I think it comes down from uh, Regina Thomas, Hauer, mama Gina, feel free to oh. follow her on Instagram. I will, absolutely. She, I will she is wild. So, um, <laughs> anyway, already. but she's amazing. So she has a tool sister witness where it's basically a framework to be able to discharge some feelings, some emotions, um, you know, to be able to process some thoughts that are hanging you up. It's kind of like, you know, cleaning out the closet. Um, actually, I think she calls it, Mama Gina calls it spring clean. My coach calls it, um, my coach, Megan Joe Wilson calls yeah. it uh, sister witness, but it really is just like a space to be witnessed without mm-hmm. advice, mm-hmm. without advice. And I'm like, what a gift. So, you know, I try to teach it with, within my coaching, but that Mm -hmm. gift of just being able to say the thing without saying, well, have you tried, you know what you should do? It goes Mm. back to the should, Um, you know? And so one thing that I started to learn to ask um, as a leader, but also, you know, especially now as a coach, Mm -hmm. I started to learn to ask the question of, are you telling me this or do you need to talk about this because you need to just verbally process, which women, I feel like we at the core need to be able to do that. Like I yes. verbally processes to get it out of my head or do you need, do you want advice? And mm-hmm. just asking that question gives that, that person the, the permission to say, you know what? I just need to get some things off my chest. I just need to say it. And I'm like, okay, great. Then I know what my role is, but like to ask that question is so ha- has been really effective for me. And and that that is so powerful. And you know, I because I, I think you know, and I use this generally speaking again with men because men are fixers. So when we go to men with something, they're immediately launching into fix mode because that's what they yeah. do. Why would you talk about it if you don't want to fix it? That's and, right. You know, and and I think sometimes as women. We want to help each other because we're helpers and, and we want to do those things. And so, yeah, I mean, my thing is always, do you mean to listen to listen or listen to fix? Because yes. those are two completely different ways yes. for me to listen. And, you know, I think often, especially with women, we are hesitant to put something out there for fear of judgment. Yeah, You know, that we're not going to be perceived to be the best mom or, you know, like if I had a, you know, this week I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my kids because I had to work or I had to go do something or, you know, we ate fast food three nights in a row. Don't judge me. You know, it's, it's yeah. those types of things. And it's just sometimes just knowing, you know, we all have those moments. We all have those days, yeah. but how can we support and sit with each other during that time? You know, and like you said, just really just, I'm just here for you. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do anything, but be here, but just knowing that someone's there for you and not making you feel any worse about it than you've already made yourself feel. It's right. so powerful. Right. Yeah. It's really good. The other thing that, that was coming up for me as you were speaking was is a lesson that I have had to learn is a lesson. I'm, I'm still learning, but you know, a lot of times we, you know, as women we're talking and we, we kind of like make things about us. <laughs> And it was never about us, you know, and um, like one thing in particular, you know, you have someone who's 
you know, someone that you care about, a friend, a coworker, uh, a family member, whatever, is sharing some exciting news. And sometimes my response would immediately be like, well, shit, I wish that was happening to me. <laughs> yes. Jealousy sits in. Yeah. Yeah. And not even in, I mean, you know what? And I've, I've realized jealousy and being envious are two different things. Like envious is, oh, you know, that's, that's so amazing for you. You know, I, I wish I was kind of experiencing some of that same success, but jealousy is just flat out. Why is that not happening for me? You know, yeah. and it's, then you almost start getting mad about it. Yeah. Or upset or you- about for someone else's success. And then that's why oftentimes women will hold back. Yes, exactly. Other people about their successes for fear of thinking that we're bragging and, you know, our egos are huge because I mean, trust me, men will tell men will tell you when they've done something really well. I mean, they're extremely proud of it as they should be, but we will often hold back because of that reason. We often have triggers. And when somebody is being successful in something and it triggers something in us, you know, I always am like, why is this triggering this? Is it because I want to be great at this too? And I'm not. Or, you know, and I, I heard this great, this great quote on, on another podcast, but somebody said, never compare your beginning to someone's middle or end. And I, oh my gosh, like I sat with that and I was like, how many times do we judge our beginning to someone else's middle or end? And it's not fair because we haven't earned the right to be in the middle or the end yet. Yes. You know, it's, it's so... What I try to do is spin that and be like, let me look at that person as an inspiration. Let me have coffee with that person and say, tell me about how you got there. Not to just not to replicate that because I got to find my own way just. But it's like, you know, so what obstacles did you face? You know, what were some of the things that really helped you persevere when you, you felt the most challenged? I mean, to me, it's like that's a healthy way and you could still be envious of it. But you're you're figuring out like how do I get to the middle or end of this? Yeah, and you know because they had to work. It might seem like it's effortless. It might seem like that it just landed in their lab. But then once you talk to them and spend time with them, you find out the blood, sweat, and tears and the sacrifices that were made for somebody to get where they got. And right. you know, none of us get where we are without making sacrifice. Right. Exactly. I I think. When we turn the conversation back to us, when we're receiving a, I use the word brag in my coaching. I I support it. I I encourage it. Brag on yourself, damn it, because we just don't. We don't. Um, But it's it's a celebration in the Mm -hmm. way that I do it. But um, but when you're receiving a brag, when you're receiving a celebration, and you turn it to around to yourself. I think the message that you're sending is that you're no longer a safe person to celebrate with. And I had to learn that Mm. I'm no longer someone because I kept turning around to me. And so, yeah, that inner work, that internal work of figuring out, okay, what is this? What's coming up? How can I reframe this? Yes. Yes. Cause it's almost, all of us have triggers. And, you know, and I think when we get like most upset with someone or it's, it's what is really triggering you? Because it may not at all be that person, but it's something they've got that you don't think is, you know, accessible for yourself. And so then it's this, well, why don't I deserve to have that too? And, you know, and it, it, <laughs> or it's, why, what, why her? 
What? She's Her not even. <laughs> I could rattle off 10 things right now she doesn't even do in her business. Yes. Or her her career or the things that she did. Why her? How come she's getting all that? And so then it's this competitiveness that yeah. is not going to help any of us fly higher. Right. It's going to keep us all flying most often below radars because it's just, you know, that's when judgment sets in women of, you know, catty and yep. talking about is. each other. And, you know, I, I've tried to be so much more mindful about that, especially after I did all this research and I'm like, oh my God, we're part of the problem. You know, I mean, and it's not that I didn't yeah. think we can make it better, but I'm like, it is, you know, when you're sitting in a circle and well, she should have done that. Or I know how she probably got that. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not contributing to, to the growth of women. It, yeah. It's continuing to hold us back. And when other people see that and hear that, you know, they'll, and I've even had men say to me, well, y'all are your own worst enemy. I mean, that was like a direct quote. Yeah. I'm like what? You know, <laughs> then you start, you know, thinking about some things and I'm like, yeah, at times I am my own worst enemy. And sometimes I'm someone else's yeah. own worst enemy because I could have been so much better at just sitting and being that person that listens. And, you know, that's when I get a compliment of, I just appreciated you listening. Like that's the biggest, I, I get like, you couldn't say anything nicer to me to, to say that. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I'm really trying. I'm really trying because, you know, we all have that in us to want to fix, yeah. want to comment to want, you know, it's human nature. So to say right. that none of us have that's baloney, right. we all do, but it's being mindful of it. And just like, what good is this going to serve? You know, if I put this out into the universe, what good is this comment right. going to serve to this individual, to myself, to helping other women and it's, you know, it's, and like I said, when I started, I'm, you know, I'm on this journey of every time I'm about to, I'm like, mm, no, the universe doesn't need your commentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. And I, I can't remember all three, but there's that criteria of whether something needs to be said and like, is it true? Yes. It is doesn't it, contribute to the success yes, of the conversation. Like, is it true? Is it re- yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. I've used, I have used that before. It's kind of like a little self-checklist. Like you're going, right. Exactly. Yeah, think, yeah. So, you know, before, is it inspiring? Is it kind? Is it? Yeah. yeah. And if it's not, then you're just putting it out there to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could get a little woo with it. Um, yeah. And talk about, you know, the low, low vibe frequencies of, you know, those conversations and what that's generating. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming such a strong advocate of this now of just really how can I help and better support other women and, and their growth and what, you know, where they want to be at and what they want to do and be excited about it, you know, be excited for their journey, their story. But we want the excitement when it happens for us. Yes. Yes. And it's surrounding yourself by those people that it's it's a mutual excitement, support, admiration society. Because it brings the energy higher. It does. Yeah. It does. So when you get together, you're both. Yes. You know, you're both. And, you know, it doesn't mean that sometimes you get together with other women, friends, and, you know, one person may need a little bit more time because they're going through some stuff. Yes. Or, but, you know, my closest friends are the ones that when I come from going out for a drink with them or dinner or whatever it is, like there was equal airtime. There was equal airtime. I mean, we're both caught up in, I know what's going on with her. She knows what's going on with me. We've gotten that, you know, and I've, I've really, my word this year, I didn't do a new year's 
attend, you know, like resolution. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, a lot of the exercise, big things like that. But my word is intentional. Mm, that's okay. And it's, am I intentionally surrounding myself with the right people? And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, you know, those friends that you go out with never even ask you in like a two hour, never even ask you how you are. Yeah. Or what's going on with your family. And it's, you know, again, sometimes people need those two hours, but if every time you're going out with certain people, it's that you're always the one that's having to give advice. You're always the one that's lifting up and supporting it's, you know, maybe that's not the right relationship. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be very intentional about, I want to be in relationships where equally we can support each other and yeah. not always equal in the moment, yeah. but it's like, I know I can call you and I know you and I can talk about it. If I need something, you know, you can call me and I will be here and I will support you. And, you know, I think that those are the kinds of friendships that, really are the ones that we need to cultivate, especially to be better at supporting each other. Yes. And it models to other people who maybe aren't in that place that, that we can take it higher by changing the conversation. Mm -hmm. I know I've had to revise either, you know, alignments, you know, with professional network or uh, personal friendships um, based up because I had to realize that the foundation of our friendship or our, you know, closeness at work or, you know, whatever it is, is, is all based in gossip or, you mm. know, cause it can get fun to kind of mm. dish on the funny thing that happened. I can't believe they did that again. And, you know, the eye rolls or the, you know, and then realizing that like, this doesn't feel good. Right. This isn't going to take me higher. This isn't going to mm. take them higher. Mm, absolutely. And being okay with ending it or just, yeah. you know, I'm sometimes it can be hard to have that conversation yeah. with someone yeah. to let them know that, but you know, you can attempt to try it or you can also just, you own the space and time that you are with that person, you know, right. and I, I'm, it's not that I've not friends with, it's just, I know when I have the energy for that and then I know when I don't, and I'm okay <laughs> with saying no now of like, you yeah. know what? No, I think it just, I don't think I need to get together for a while. You know what I mean? And because a lot of times it's me initiated in, initiating it anyway. So it's, yes. it's like, if I want it and I feel up for it, I will do it. But if I don't, I give myself grace. It's okay too. And, yeah. and that's why I say I'm really trying to this year be just intentional about great. those things I'm bringing in. And it's hard. It, it is really hard because I know I, I just... Most of us, enjoy, you know, like I said, as women, we're helpers. We feel the guilt of no. Like when I tell you no, oh, yeah. oh you know, I just, I, I, oh, I want to help you, but I can't do this for, you know. And so then it's like you say the verbal yes and the internal no, and then resentment sets in. And the only one you have to really blame is you. Yeah. Because yeah. you said it. So before yes comes out of my mouth, I'm like, think about this. Think about this. You know, is this going to be best for you? Best for them? I have a little thing that I go through and I can't say that I'm, well, there's no perfection. I just aim for progress. So yes. it's like, so maybe I said a few less this week than I would have before. And you know, that's what that's I, a I, win. I just, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of it more than I have been. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, if we were to package a few tangible, actionable items that you could do to become a better advocate for other women, what, what would, what would you say? Well, 
So it's interesting you said that. I've come up with an acronym for ally. <gasps> I love it. Look, lay it on anybody, us. Anybody that knows hope, I, I love acronyms. <laughs> you can remember them. You can yes. remember them. I mean, I remember again as a kid studying, you know, it's like that's I would come up with acronyms for things and study. So I've come yeah. up with, with one for ally. Love and it. I think it sums up for me what, what you and I have been talking about. And you know, I, I frequently remind people that ally is a verb. Yes. which means we must take action. So it's not just something like, oh, we should support other women. Oh, we should, it's, you know, we should support each other. And I, I know we're talking about this in the context of women being allies, but this is really, but specifically this, um, you know, the A stands for appreciate women's accomplishments. Next time you see a woman doing something amazing, tell her. Like I will be, I try to at least once a week go through LinkedIn and I will see the women in my network if, you know, they've got a work anniversary or they have put, they got a promotion or they've taken a new job or they had some speaking engagement. I will message them and I will congratulate them and just say, you know, this is awesome. So proud of you. Here's to your continued success. That's one way to do it. But just, you know, looking around and when you're seeing these things, don't just sit back and go, oh, well, you know, that's great for her, right? you know, say something, appreciate it, encourage it, encourage more of it. But, you know, that really does start with ourselves being secure. And, you know, me doing this doesn't take away from, from anything from me. Actually, it's lifting me higher. Right. And it's, it's lifting yes. other women higher. So that, that's I can my test. I can attest. You are consistent with the LinkedIn love. No. You are. <laughs> I mean, I do do it. I do do it on Facebook too. And when I'm, you know, when I'm out and we're going to dinner with friends, I'm like, oh, I got promoted. Oh my God, you got promoted. You know, I'm like so excited. And I'm doing it with my niece. Every time something great happens, we celebrate it. You know, we celebrate, we go to dinner, we go to Target. So yeah, there's multiple ways you can do that. Um, And then the L is lead other women. And in this piece, I mean, supporting each other, mentoring. I am a huge advocate of mentoring. I wouldn't be here today without some amazing mentors, men and women mm-hmm. it, they have, that have been so supportive. And, you know, I believe in that giving back. So it can either be formally through your organization or it can be informally just taking someone, you know, in and just being that, you know, being that counsel for them, that advice for them, not telling them what to do, but just appreciating their accomplishments, motivating them when they may not believe in themselves. Right, And if each one of us just took on one person to have that relationship with, just think about how much stronger we all would be. Exactly. And so I, I'm a huge one on that one. And then the other L, you will not be surprised by this. We just talked about it, is listening to understand. Mm. And, you know, so good. Be, as Stephen Covey says, not to be understood. Yes. But listening to understand and knowing that sometimes my advice is not needed. All yes. that I need to do is just listen and understand where someone's coming from. And I, I think that that's, that's so critical of just, you know, and I don't have to have lived your life, but I can be empathetic and just understanding that this is really rough for you. You're going through something challenging or not even that you're going through something challenging. You're, you know, excited about this new opportunity and you've got reservations about it. Well, yeah. you don't need to be going, you know, yeah, I'd be scared too. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, it's like, <laughs> just, just not adding to all that. Just like, oh, or don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Why are you, you know, why are you nervous? Kind of like I said with, you know, my dad, my husband, you know, just, and my mom to a certain extent, but she, you know, she's probably more than one that's like, ah, oh, what if that doesn't work out? 
She's like, but I love you anyway, honey. You know, I'm so proud of you. I mean, she's, yeah. but she comes from, you know, that, that generation of, ooh, you know, yeah, really yeah. calculated risk. So listening to understand. And then the last one, yearn for better. Mm. Be an advocate, be a voice, see something, say something, not even see something, um, say something, do something. Do something like if you're, you know, you're at the table and you're seeing that women are getting interrupted or, and not only by men, but like other women were doing it to other women or were, you know, just challenging it saying I'm, I'm observing this. Is anybody else observing this? Don't be afraid to have the conversation. And and I think often that's what I see holding has hold, held me back over through the years. And I see holding other women back is the fear of saying something. And how is that going to come across? You know, is that going to make me look weak? And so do I have to act just like a man to be perceived as being strong? No, we don't. But are there stereotypes out there? A hundred percent. But we don't shift the mindset. We don't shift the paradigm unless we start doing something about it. So see something, do something is what I say. And, you know, it's it's not enough to just be aware and go, oh, you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Okay. <laughs> Next time something is happening, am I just sitting there or am I actually bringing up the conversation? Am I not afraid to talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, if we were to put everything we talked about, like in a, in a summary of ally, that's, that's my acronym. And, you know, it, it's, I, it's, I say it's simple stuff to do, but sometimes it's really hard Yeah. because we have to, we have to let go of our own shit. You know, we got to let go of our own triggers and our own things. And and you, and I loved how you said this. It's not always about us. (laughs) Yes. You know, I saw somebody with a t-shirt that said that it's not always about me. And I was like cracking up. I'm like, yeah, you for wearing that. (laughs) We all need that reminder sometimes because we are the center of our own universe. We are. We are. And you know, when I'm not, I'm not judging that. Right. I'm saying let's be aware of that because we're not aiming, as I said, we're not aiming for perfection. We're aiming for progress. So when that little voice starts coming into our head, mm-hmm. how are we shifting the internal conversation? Because that's truly where it starts is what, what am I thinking and what am I saying to myself? And yeah. then how can I have this better, greater self-awareness to be able to help other people with their internal voices and, and know that, you know, we're not in this as a competition. We're in this as a collaboration. We're in this to raise us, to raise us all higher. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that acronym because it's, it creates things that you can shift today. You know, you don't have to, you're not responsible for the overall culture of all women in your organization, unless you're a, you know, CEO and, you know, exactly. then yeah, you're, you're responsible, you know, fl- flows downhill, but, um, but you as one individual contributor are not going to be able to shift the whole culture. You know, that's not the goal right now. Mm-hmm. It's what can you do today? The small steps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love it. And then I always go back to that, the, the starfish, you know, where the child is picking up one starfish at a time and throwing them back mm-hmm. in. And, you know, the adult says, what are you doing? There's no, there's always going to be more starfish. Like how is this yeah. helping, you know, and, and the child it's helping the one Yeah, it's helping the one that I just put back in. And so I believe like you, like, you know, we've said sometimes we can't impact the masses, but if all of us started from where we are, yeah, it's amazing the influence that that can flow out, you know, because we're being examples and models and people are seeing us do it. 
we're encouraging other people to do it. And eventually a wave starts. You know, I mean, if you think about the wave where everybody's standing up, it's like it, it creates this enormous wave. But alone, we couldn't have done that. You know, we needed right. all of us standing up and flowing. And, and that's really why I say, it, you know, don't delay, start today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it truly is because when we're in it, you know, we all can win it. But it's it's got to have we've got to kind of, as I said, start with our own journeys and our own stories and our own voices first. Love it. I love it. Such a good conversation. This is good stuff. And like I said, I had to really sit with this topic because it's not something that's easy, necessarily mm-hmm. easy to look within our own community of women of like, oh, sometimes we're our own stumbling blocks. So this has been a really good reminder to me that, you know, we got, we got to, let's, let's do our part. Mm-hmm. And still advocate for, you know, male allies, but, yes. you know, to, to be better allies, but we've, we it starts with us. So this is a really good. Yes. Really good well, time. and I am honored and privileged to have you as, as I consider you <laughs> a, a woman, a woman ally in my network. And yeah. it's been amazing to watch your story and your journey and just even what you and Jennifer are doing with this podcast, what you're putting out there. Uh, there needs to be more conversations like this. We, we shouldn't fear having them because again, yeah. fear holding us back will not move anything forward. Absolutely. I love it. Well, if someone is listening to this and they want to know more about you, or maybe they're a leader in their company and they want to, you know, have you come into their, their space and help them out with different things. How can, how can we find hope? The best way to find hope is just to head directly to our website and that's www.hope leaders.com. So H-O-P-E-F-O-R-L-E-A-D-E-R-S.com. And we've got your podcast will be on there. Yeah. A number of different resources. Uh, we've got some books available. I do a monthly e-newsletter that's free that just offers a lot of practical tips about, you know, just showing up. And I, I say so much of, of what I talk about and what I do is common sense. That's not mm-hmm. always common practice. Mm, yes. <laughs> so we all need reminders, you know, every month that I put that together, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find articles. I'm like, Oh my God, I needed to hear that today. You know, <laughs> I needed, I needed a reminder myself. And right. I, I often learn more sometimes than I think those that I'm working with may learn. I, I hope we're equally learning from each other, but yes. you know, it's just being open to that. So yes, you can reach me there. The contact info's out. And I always say this, that once We've had some connection and I consider, you know, your listeners, you you have connected with me once you've listened to this. So please, I'm in your network. I am your ally. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, you have hope. So thank you for letting me come share a little bit of that hope today with, with yes. you. Yes. Well received. I love it. And we'll also make sure to have your links on all of our social as well. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the She's Valiant podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and follow so we can continue to share more empowering content. If you would like to drop us a line about topics you'd like to hear us cover, or you know of an amazing woman that wants to share her story, please contact us at she'svaliantpodcast at gmail.com.